here we are shouting about shared ownership. Uh, for more and more people, shared ownership is becoming one of the most accessible ways to own a home. So could it help you own a home? Just as it's evolving to allow even more people to use it as a way of getting onto the property ladder, it's picked up a few naysayers too. So we'll be addressing different aspects about shared ownership in today's market and hopefully helping you understand why we believe in it so much as a solution to affording your next home. I want to introduce Hannah Harding, who works for Platform Home Ownership, but more importantly, actually owns a home through shared ownership, don't you, Hannah? Yes. So tell us about that. So I have a two-bedroom house in Worcester. Um, I've had it for yeah, nearly four years, it'll be four years in December. Um, and the rent every month is under £300. So in total, I pay about, it's less than £600 altogether. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it was more doable than... Well, buying a house outright was not doable at all. Yeah, yeah. So you found that option with this. Makes yeah. sense. Um, so uh, we're going to explore a few more of the things around shared ownership. And this series kind of works in three ways because uh, in the other two episodes, we talked about the stigmas around shared ownership. We talked about explaining it as a way of owning a home. And in this episode, we're exploring the opportunities. So also with us today is Sarah Williams. Hi, Sarah. Hello. So just tell us a bit about how shared ownership worked for you. So I'm no longer a shared owner, but I started out as a shared owner. Um, I bought a two-bed apartment. It was our first home together. Um, I had it for around four or five years, mm -hmm. and it enabled us to get to where we are now, which is we now own a three-bedroom house, um, which we purchased on the open market. Um, yeah, it was ideal for us at the time. We were there a few years. It was brand new. It was low maintenance, low cost. And when we came to sell, the equity that we'd built up and also um, the fact that the house had gone up, the apartment had gone up in value meant that we could then use that to put down the deposit on a larger house, which suited our needs at the time. So it was great for me. Good example of how it can work, isn't it, Hannah? Yeah, definitely. Um, what about the experience then of... of signing up or even in, or even knowing about shared ownership because I, am I right in thinking that when you got it you weren't actually a member of Star? Yeah I wasn't so at the time uh, my boyfriend at the time and I were both living at home with parents um, just finished uni had very little um, of an urge to move out we were just happy you get comfortable don't you and it was actually my mum who'd seen the properties advertised and at the time this was over 10 years ago shared ownership wasn't really a massive thing and um, we didn't know much about it and she came home from work with this leaflet and showed it to me and I just thought it sounded ideal really I think I'd always envisioned my first home to be renting because in my head that was all I'd afford okay um, so yeah, it was it was an easy process really. Once we once we had that information, we inquired um, through the housing association. They had a dedicated sales team and a sales consultant that started the process and guided us through it from start to finish. Um, and as first time buyers, it was just what we needed really. We mm. were pretty much clueless to be honest, mm. and they just helped us through every step of the way. That's, that's interesting that you were thinking 
not necessarily, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to afford my first home, but your first thought was that, oh, we're just going to have to rent and we're never going yeah. to be able to. So it this... never even occurred to me yeah. that we'd buy it, buy as a, as a first, um, as our first home. Never occurred mm. to me, to be honest. So, so what, 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 what do you remember most, what did you love most about that, that place? Oh, I just, I still love it now to this day, even though we've got our three bed house in our garden, I love the apartment. It was the fact that it was brand new, um, the warranty. I mean, we were only in our early twenties at the time. It was just peace of mind that we had the warranty. Um, it was low cost in terms of not just the rent and the mortgage, but also the bills as well. It was really economical. It just suited us perfectly, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was great, really mm -hmm. good. And in that other episode about explaining it, we talked about yeah. the process of yeah. reselling and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, and actually it's not really that much, that dissimilar to no. doing it normally. Yeah, not really. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, I mean, because I bought my house as a resale, mm. but then Sarah sold her flat to somebody else, so I suppose she did kind of the, the opposite of what yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. How was how was that process considering you were in a shared ownership home compared to maybe you know normal? It was fine. It was really good. I mean, we had an upstairs apartment, so I had reservations as to what the demand would be and things like that for something that wasn't level access and that kind of thing. Um, but we put it on the market tentatively through an estate mm. agent. Again, um, I was advised how to do it and how to obtain the valuation and all that sort of thing. Put it on the market, thinking, oh, we'll just see how it goes. And I think we had an offer accepted within a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was really easy. It wasn't like Hannah said. It wasn't, to be honest, much different from from selling a, um, a property that's owned outright. And that same sort of process, really. You know, as if you buy a house fully outright, you earn yeah. a bit more on it. A bit more comes in it, yeah. and that helps you with the next stage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, thank you. It's okay. Glad no your story was a was a great one. <laughs> it's yeah. good to hear from you. Thank you. No worries. So let's welcome uh, Alex Brody now. Alex, just tell us a little about your story and where you're at with your shared ownership. Okay, so uh, I bought, well, me and my partner bought our shared ownership when I was the only one working, so it was only one income in the in the household. Um, we were staying with my mother and father-in-law, and it was just starting to get a bit of stepping on toes, and yeah, so um, we we looked around, and to be honest. Shared ownership, we were quite naive at the time where we looked at it and went, it, I don't want to be living with someone. Because that's honestly the, that's the thought yeah. that, that we had. That's something that we still get that question. Who like it's it something with? we've yeah. actually put in our FAQ sheet because people do say that a lot. They're like, well, who am I going to be living with? Mm -hmm. yeah. well, it's we, a really we, common thing. If you say that it's like a naive thing to think, but so many people think that it's a very common question well we, we actually passed over on right move our property about three or four times before we went do you know what let's have a look mm. and it's just changed our lives we've managed to get out and go through we've got a two-bedroom house in Worcester um, we're now both working so we've been able to afford to look into um, staircasing and basically making it our own rather than this property where yeah okay yeah we own a house but mm. Everyone's like, oh yeah, but you're you're part by, aren't you? And it's like now we can say we're actually 100%. Mm. So that's interesting about that sort of first looking over it because I think that might be something that a lot of people still do, isn't it? They just completely mm. ignore it without really looking into the details. So what would what would you say to them? <laughs> I'd definitely say like it is if you're young, like we were, we were 20 when we looked into it. Um, 
go for it, have a look, ask the question. It doesn't hurt to click on it, ask a question, phone up and talk to someone because it does mean that, like at the time I was earning quite decent money, but you can't get a property for the mortgages that are offered. Mm -hmm. With the shared ownership, it's that step to go, well, I'm now no longer living with mum and dad. I'm proving that I can pay a mortgage and rent. Yeah. And I'm building equity on a property where in 10 years' time, if I stay there, I'm making money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's always worth it. Mm. And what about the experience of, you know, someone who came into it not knowing that, that much about it? What about that experience of signing up for it, going through that process, and how did that all feel? Um, so I actually started, because it is a platform house, so we had, um, I think it was a woman called Vanessa come down from Birmingham and we set up in the library. She had all the sheets and talked us through everything, did the affordability calculator, and she was really helpful and really, like, she was on the phone constantly if you needed that, yeah. uh, any questions to be asked. And um, it was so straightforward, really, when you look at it. It was just getting the initial mortgage, like, checked off yeah. that was because uh, like I say at the time 20 years old one yeah. one like one person earning. Yeah, yeah it was it was a bit of a deal but um, yeah it's just definitely made such a difference now Alex mentions the staircasing yeah. process there as well um, so and and that's something we talked about in the explain it mm. episode but just just kind of just refresh quickly what that means so staircasing is buying more shares simply put mm -hmm. so basically people can do it at any time as long as they can afford to do it they can do it um, we don't actually do another affordability check mm. so you don't have to go through like the rigmarole that you do initially so it's probably mm. a bit simpler yeah it was it was that, having done it, it uh, so having com like we completed uh, yesterday and going through all you need is to get that mortgage offered um, so because we already had an open mortgage so we three-year fixed every time because we had that there the only thing different is we had to contact our bank that we were with and get a further advance yeah. so you can't get the traditional mortgage but as as far as everything else goes it was just getting in touch with platform getting the solicitors like actioned yeah. and going forward from there that's that much yeah, different to doing it yeah because you need no. you have to have a solicitor because you're buying more shares and like there's changes to there's like a little sort of I suppose attached little document in the lease that has to be signed off and things so mm. you do have to have a solicitor but it's not like I used to deal with the staircase and from mm -hmm. our side like that was my job when I first started but it's yeah it's not that difficult and it's another thing that I think people think is going to be really hard and it's not mm. your rent just gets reduced for whatever you yeah. buy up to yeah. or in Alex's case it goes down to zero yeah and <laughs> yeah. yeah it is simple is, is there any difference if you do or don't work for platform in how it works not really hmm. um, we have loads of colleagues contact us and say like what properties have you got how does it work and we do exactly the same as we would with a customer we add them to the mailing list they'll get the email um, if they then apply and are sort of successful like when I applied for my house um, because I worked in the sales team as well at the time so a colleague that I worked directly with looked at all my 
bank statements, my pay slips and everything, um, which I was comfortable with, that was absolutely fine, but she was very conscious of saying to me, is that okay? And I was absolutely happy for her to do that. Then I had to be signed off by a manager and as a sales team, we have to fill in a form, which I think it gets signed off by a director. Just, it's more due diligence our end than the applicant's end to say that we have treated that person in the same way that we would any other customer. We've not given them special treatment. We've not sort of favored them over another applicant. But then now the process has changed slightly and we don't do the affordability checks in-house. So we are no longer looking at somebody's bank statements and pay slips and things that goes to an external mortgage broker so i don't know some people might find that uncomfortable if we were looking at which i can totally understand Mm -hmm. if we were looking at their details but we don't do that anymore so we don't we'll see mortgage in principle and we see the help to buy application which does have your income on it but we don't look at the documents anymore so it's kind of it's a little bit more private I suppose internally than it was, but mm. yeah, it's not. It's no different to any other applicant who doesn't work with us. Mm. And as a process, Alex, now that you're at that stage of owning a hundred percent, has it has it felt like? Has it felt smooth? Has it felt tricky? Has it felt I think, complicated? I think with everything, there's there's <coughs> always bumps in the road. Um, we to start with, we struggle to get contacts with the solicitors because obviously platform so I, I I'll be honest I approached someone in platform and said look how does it work mm. and they said look get a solicitor get them to email us we'll action a solicitor and that initial start once solicitors were actioned that took about two maybe three months mm. but once solicitors were actioned, we were over and done with yeah. within a month. And any, and anyone who's gone through any house transaction of whatever tenure would tell you that's I, generally the way. I think, I, yeah. I think with the with the staircase and thing, the beauty of it is you are not moving. You are not trying to negotiate two people. Yep. Whereas it, it's literally, I want to buy 100%. Thank you very much. Sign the documents. There you go. Job done. Uh-huh. Whereas you're not trying to negotiate dates and moving people out and stuff like that. So I think that's where it comes smoother. Um, and I think the wording of it for anyone going in, it, it is daunting because it is to, like we could have done it two years ago if we'd have known. But we didn't know because it's when you sign up, the first thing people say is, oh, if you're going to staircase, you have to staircase by at least 10 or 20% because you've got the solicitor's piece, fees to pay for. So that is the recommendation. You have to go by at least that much. So being at 35%, we are like, oh, God, we're going to have to, like, we looked at it to staircase, and I think initially we were looking at st- going to 80%, but then this said, well, just go for the lot. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, brilliant, yeah. So that's kind of what you know. That's, kind of, that's the dream, isn't it? Really? Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, yeah. We've. Um, I know personally. I always say to people, like, ten percent is kind of sensible to do as a minimum because yeah. you're paying your fees and the difference in your rent and your mortgage. Sometimes the fees kind of outweigh the benefit. So at the end of the day, it's up to that person if they want to do. Staircasing is very open, and they that person can do basically what they like when they um, like this yeah. you know people don't have to come to us and say can i it's just i want to yeah. and we go okay great because we want people to staircase but 
it's just when people have had a chat with us, like we'll say to customers, you know, this is the things you've got to think about because it's just being aware of the fact that if you've got to spend, I don't know, a thousand pound or so on all your fees and whatnot, because by the time, because you have to pay for evaluation, you have to pay your solicitor fees, potentially admin fees at your mortgage lender, like there's a few different costs. So sometimes if you staircase a very small amount, and again, it depends on your value of your house and all that sort of stuff, mm. but if you only staircase a little bit, sometimes you end up paying more in fees than, whereas if you just wait a little bit longer, you're still paying the same fees, but you might benefit a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we've, like all the solicitors fees, because we had, I think it was pretty much 200 for platform to action, then our solicitors, then the mortgage and it's the, like the the beauty of it now is like we pay platform ten pounds for ground ser servicing yeah. and that's it like we have the buildings insurance we have like everything is down to us now which is is as a homeowner now is empowering it's just yeah. brilliant that at the age of 26 with this shared insurance could never have thought of doing this without it Remember, we've uh, produced other episodes in this series, so there's also ones talking about shared ownership as a whole, where we explain it. So if there's anything you heard here you're not sure about, have a listen to that episode. And also, because people talk about staircasing and, oh, I reckon there's charges and it's a scam and all that kind of stuff, don't worry, we've covered that in the episode about stigmas as well. Um, if you want to know more about shared ownership, then just go and search Platform Home Ownership. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.